Yeah, we might have to. Everyone's sounding a bit crispy. Yeah, you still sound bad to me, Michael. I'm assuming I also yeah. still sound bad to you, Andrew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone oh, yeah. should have just had to reconnect there. We reconnected, and I'm green. I can hear you better, JJ. Yeah. 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 Everybody's clean yeah. now. Starting tomorrow, gentlemen, we will know whether or not I have to move my office. Is what? this because your Welcome. your office is being... <laughs> Welcome to episode 199, the one where everything could change before episode 200 of We Were Gamers, a podcast. <laughs> Very nervous about how loud these air conditioning units are going to be next to my office. Oh, no. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not so you, is it not where you thought I was going about being nervous, huh? No, but uh, I can guess some answers here, though, because I have one in my house. Okay. So, uh, let's say it, it, the condenser. The condenser is next are on the other your side office? of the home. The forced air units are now installed and uh, fire tested and everything, and ready to go for turn ons tomorrow. So they're going to do four hours worth of testing and duct work and cleaning and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the condensers are much louder in my personal experience. Condensers, but not the FAUs. So the the thing that gets installed above your next to your heater or wherever it goes, like on top of a heater, basically. Uh huh. uh, Those are that is not no noise, but it is much quieter than the condenser outside, which is much louder. Okay. So the at least in my personal instance, quieter than. I'm expecting. Cool. Well, I don't know what you're expecting, but it is definitely, in my personal instance, the one outside is way louder. I'm so. hoping that we can run these while doing the podcast is my my hope. We'll see. Hello. Welcome to We Were Gamers, a podcast sometimes about homeownership. I'm Andy. Michael's here. Hey, everybody. JJ's here. It's me. Uh, the only homeowner thing that I do have to report is that my roof leaks again? Jesus Christ! What didn't 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 you just have the whole thing repaired? Yeah, what? Huh? Uh, this is the beginning of many things we have to talk about that are kind of disappointing. Yeah, yeah, we came home from a wonderful trip, which we'll get to in a second because it's going to bit need to get positive here in a minute. The trip was very good. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But uh, let's get the bad stuff out of the way. We got home from the trip, and uh, there was a lot of water staining all over the ceilings on one side of the house. That's bad. Ooh. Yeah. We think we have the issue solved. We'll find out more as it currently rains. Is it raining right now as we record? Yes. Yeah, it's coming down pretty good up here. Mm-hmm. Okay. That plus yeah, the wind. It was not raining down here today yet, but I'm guessing it will be later tonight. It's on the way. Enjoy. Thanks. Thanks. I guess, I guess you never know whether they missed a spot or if there's a crack or something got damaged by the solar people or whatever until it rains yeah. again. Just one of those things. 
Uh, yeah, aren't you, yeah, aren't yeah, you yeah. supposed to like pour out a glass of water and make sure it doesn't drain through somewhere? Yeah, you can test. You know, they flooded it when they tested it. So yeah, but then not after the solar people came back, right? right. So and yeah. and not with as much ferocity as the water that was coming through this past weekend, I guess. Yeah, uh, which a lot of which we missed because we were in Northern California. I will say that this was one of the most pleasant air travel experiences I've been involved in in a long time. Uh, I don't know whether to be happy about that or not. Because the plane was three quarters full or half full. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, the getting there, you know, while we were there, nothing but good times. Honestly, everything was good. Yeah. Congrats. Um, Shout out, Sean, Linda. Congratulations. Yeah. Love you guys. Uh, congrats on the on the baby. Super excited for them. Uh, the air travel was uh, weird, but you know what? Hey, I'm glad we did it. Uh, and now I can never leave my house again. <laughs> yeah. Just be, just be glad you were flying domestically and not internationally. I don't know if you guys saw pictures of JFK or O'Hare or any of the big airports, but they were hours long lines of people just trying to get back into the country woof well i saw some of that i've also heard you know personal stories already piling up of everyone that has to basically not go to work or work it's kind of a madhouse in terms of people figuring out what they're gonna do in the coming yeah, weeks lot, i know our children a lot are of now, businesses are scrambling for sure my kids are now kicked out of school until at least after spring break. Okay, so, you, that, you make it sound way worse when you say it like that. The schools all shut down. <laughs> like <laughs> they decided to, to close all of them. It's not just your kids that got kicked out. <laughs> yes, sorry, all kids are kicked out of school. That's again. That was, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm saying it wrong. I guess I'm still thinking about whether my roof is leaking while we record this. You know? Yeah. It's hard to not be distracted by everything that's happening. I mean, it's a little overwhelming. So hopefully we can talk about some other stuff and keep people's minds off of it, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, there let, is. Us, let us be your break from things going on around you. Because we know, as as we are also currently experienced or did experienced, did experienced, Wow. Did Gun Don do be experiencing? I think it's because we're connected to the. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's an inside joke for the pre show listeners. Anyway, Michael, dig us out. Well, so while you guys were off traveling, I spent a fair bit of time inside, uh, taking it easy this weekend. And as you should. I, as everyone yes. Should. Yes. So I did something that I haven't done in, I'm not sure how long. Dusted um, your apartment. Nope. Not that. Made um, ice cream. Hashtag got him. <laughs> I was, uh, I went to ooh. another thing next. I said, I went to made ice cream. I should have made some ice cream. That's a good uh -huh. idea. Brushed um, your cat. No, we do that pretty regularly. Otherwise, our entire apartment would be coated in uh, in stray cat hair. Made jerky. 
the rest Andrew, of this episode is just going to be Andrew guessing I, at the things stop. that I did that I haven't <laughs> done in a while. Every other one is food. That was the strategy. So, for the three of you that are still listening. Maybe more, because they're all stuck inside. Ooh. Um, no, so I bought a launch day game. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I had originally intended, and I've, I've talked about this a little bit in the lead up to it, to buy Ori and the Will of the Wisps, a sequel to the wonderful Ori and the Blind Forest. And originally it was supposed to come out, I think the day on or the day after my birthday, and they pushed the date by a month. Uh, so it just came out last week and I bought it on the day that it came out and spent a good chunk of the weekend playing my way through it. Flying in the face of We Were Gamers' uh, recommendations and tradition, buying a game on the day one. I know. I know. And so, uh, as as you do with day one games these days, I had Watch to deal with, with day one bugs. Oh, great. Yep. Um, it hasn't been anything too bad uh, from what i understand from having read about it the pc release was a lot more stable than either the uh the pre-release review copies that they sent out or the xbox release so there was a little bit of uh buzzing in the audio in the intro cinematic oof and other than that I've I've had it freeze on me a couple of times, um, no more than a handful. The only other thing that I notice that is persistent is the full screen is not exactly the size of my monitor. So I have bars on the top and bottom, which ordinarily is fine. They would just be black. But in this particular case, when I pull up the Steam overlay... If I exit back out of it, it leaves the ghost image of the overlay in those bars. Huh. Oh, no. Yeah. So like it's almost the nice like thing it's burnt is, into your monitor? No, almost like it's burnt into those bars. It, it, my guess is the game is not drawing that area. And so it, whatever right. gets drawn there just stays because it never replaces it with black or with anything else. Exactly. So I I did figure out that if I go into the menu and spend like three seconds changing it from full screen to windowed and back to full screen, it does redraw the the bars and it's back to normal. That's so not what you want to it's, do. It's not. But, you know, I don't I don't go into the overlay all that much. Um, and it's the, the menuing to get there is pretty fast. So it's not that big of a hassle. Actually, the worst thing about it is achievement, the achievement toasts in the corner. Oh, because they stay up. Well, they, they pop up and then there's a little image of the base of them that stays in the corner in the bar. (laughs) Here's a question. If you play the game in windowed mode or in borderless window, maybe does that stop? You know, I didn't actually try it. Um, You'd want to do borderless windows so that you could just have it be full screen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't try it. I'd have to play with that to to see if that would work. Because I assume you're playing with a controller. Yes. And so then who cares if it's in windowed or not because you're using the controller. Right. Yeah. It just kind of thought there. I didn't know. Uh, I, little weird stuff like that causes games to act differently. I don't know why sometimes. 
like there was a game, gosh, it's a long time ago, but I remember some game wouldn't use VSync unless you were in windowed mode. That makes no sense. How is that? No, I don't know. Dude. Full screen yep. only. No, no, only windowed. And so because I've had it was framing, framing VSync doesn't work unless you're in full screen. I, I, this is why I remember it because it was weird. <laughs> this is and mind blowing. So you force it into borderless window in order to make it use VSync, and then it ran nice and smooth at whatever frame rate instead of going all over the place. That's that mind seems bizarre. Yeah, because it was a long time ago, but that, I remember it because VSync does the whole monitor. But if you're windowed, you're not. Yep. It was something about like when it's windowed, Windows forces it to use VSync, and oh, then so it wasn't the game; it was trying to get well because the, the game, game wasn't had. doing it. Yeah, because like VSync wasn't working, and then it did work if you forced it into windowed or something like that. I don't remember. I could see the that. full extent of this. It sure. was very silly. Okay, that's that's unfortunate though. But how is uh? By the way, uh, the first Ori game is on sale on Steam right now for $5. That's a pretty yep. good deal. Go buy, go buy it. Okay. If you have, not, checking my if you have not played that game or bought that game, go buy it right now. I'm I'll wait. Checking the library. Here we I go. I think it's like LM. the definitive edition or whatever. Yes, of that's that. the one you so, want. The definitive edition. Uh, oh, oh. Or, okay, yep. Okay, we're good. We're good. It's already here. All right. Well, so but everyone else out there, <laughs> we'll wait. You can go buy it and then come back and listen to Michael tell us how the new one is. Yep. Can you do uh, gameplay differences slash most of it without spoiler time, or is it not one of those games? Yeah, that has no, spoilers? no, I can I can do it without spoiler time because a, a lot of the game, like a lot of the last game, um, is the like one the two of the best things about this game, and it it feels just like the last one are the fluid movement throughout the environments, and then just the the artistry of all of the backgrounds like the entirety of the game feels like a painting and i think i said that about the first one too and it it picks up right where that one left off oh okay so like immediately Um, after huh yeah yeah the the so the story does pick up pretty soon after the the events of the first game okay um you you and your little sort of adoptive family um, have adopted a, a baby owl and are sort of teaching it to, uh, teaching it about the world and you help it start to learn to fly and it and Ori go off on a flight and get blown off course, uh, by a storm and separated. So the first part of the game is you trying to, to find the owl's name is Koo. KU. Uh, and so you are trying to to reunite with Ku. And then once you find her, the story the rest of the story goes from there. Huh. Cool. Um, okay. So it was it was very interesting gotta, because gotta explore maps to go find something. Got it. Yep. Metroid. Yeah, exactly. So the the movement, I got so used to the movement of the first game and I didn't realize how how ingrained the the movement and the button pressing became until I started trying to move around in this game and realized, oh, I can't do that yet. Like, I don't have the the ability set. You have to find your abilities all over again, right? Uh, and to realizing, oh, I don't have the ability set yet to move in the way that I got used to moving by the end of the first game. 
So well, you that's... probably like what happens when you play a game like that back to back though, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, so one of the things that, that I, that is very different about this game is that there is a much stronger focus on combat. So this game has actual boss fights, uh, you know, like metered, metered boss fights, kind of old school platformer style where they have the long red health bar across the top and you have to whittle it down. Okay. So, so is this kind of like a, uh, like a Soten style? Um, in terms of the combat, I mean, a little bit. So the, the combat in this one, you have, you have three buttons. If you're using a controller, you have three buttons that you can map abilities to, um, keyboard as well. Um, and then you have a, an ability wheel that you can pull up on the fly and remap your abilities as you go. So you can re- basically respec yourself on the fly to adapt to the environment that you're in, the boss you're fighting, etc. So you have like a ground pounding move that if you're in the air and you use it is also a hammer. You have a, a light sword. You have a bow and arrow. You have like a ninja star. Uh, you have a, a spike of pure energy. And you can, you know, they're they're variably suited to different fights and different environments. And so you can trade off between them as you go to find what works best for what you're trying to do. Cool. This sounds awfully familiar. Does it? I don't know. That stuff doesn't sound like Soden. I know. But it sounds, it sounds cool. a lot like Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which we've started a discussion on on the side, maybe, Michael, uh, this past weekend. But whether it's really a Souls-like or might instead be a Metroidvania? <laughs> oh. Unsure. Maybe I mean, Souls-likes you know, are just Metroidvanias. It can have a little of both, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I will definitely say there are some things in Dark Souls where it's like you gotta explore a map quite a bit, and then some places you can't go until later. Yep. Very much but so. I think it might be a little more... Metroid in Metroidvania E in Jedi Fallen Order than Dark Souls 1 anyway. Okay. Not to sidetrack Ori. I'm sorry. You're good. Uh, so yeah, at this point I'm 90% of the way through it. According Whoa, to the, no the progress meter. Like for, yeah, for, it's not a super long game. I, I'm 14 hours in, a little more maybe. Um, and I went back and looked at the original and the whole thing took me less than 15 hours. The first game. Okay. So it's on par with the first game at least, but that's shorter than I expected for a sequel. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how much longer. Cause I know there are at least two more areas that I have to explore. Okay. It's also possibly the kind of thing that like, I know some of those kinds of games do where they, then you start over in new game plus and there's different stuff. Sometimes I'm not sure if this is that kind of a game, but the Metroids do that sometimes where it's like, Oh, your percentage is just the percentage of the map, not necessarily percentage of the story or whatever. 
Yeah, and it might be. It might be percentage of the map because I have explored. I have explored almost all of the map for the areas that I have accessed so far. And sometimes you go back to other areas and it's like, oh, hey, this you've already been here, so it's explored. But this boss is not wasn't there before. And you end up doing stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. And so in this in each of the in each of the major areas um, in the second part of the story, you get an ability to help you progress through that area. And then it also lets you explore more of the other main areas. So at one point you get the ability to tunnel through sand and you realize that there are a whole bunch of areas in the previous sections that you've been to and in some of the sections that you may not have been to yet where there are walls of sand in your way. And it doesn't necessarily stop you from progressing, but maybe there's a a hidden area behind a wall of sand. And so now you can backtrack to it, or, you know, if you've got the sand ability first, then when you come to it, you can tunnel through it and find what's on the other side. Yeah, and then it'll be like, oh, here's a little power-up over here, or here's like a hidden boss or some items or something. Yeah, exactly. Sounds cool, dude. I mm, I seen video of this thing, and man, it looks so good. It is, and that's so. I notice I I fall into something that I definitely fell into with the first game, which is catching myself just screen watching and not mm-hmm. necessarily paying as much attention as I should to what I'm doing. Um, which can sometimes be hazardous to my health. But yeah, the environments are just <laughs> so, so well drawn. Um, and the, I, I read a little bit about it. And one of the the heads of the art team was saying that they they tried to make sure that everything in the background has a little bit of movement to it at all times so that it feels like everything around you is sort of breathing. Mm. And they they did a spot like that's a great way of putting it because it is spot on to that. that Everything just feels alive around you. The video of the that I've seen, which to be fair is not a ton, but I've seen a little bit. And it's like it every it it took place in kind of like a jungly type area, I guess, for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. And it, it was just everything looked so lush and so many vibrant colors and so much just like just visual detail all over the screen. Like it actually took me a little bit of like getting used to watching the video because I didn't, I was tough to follow the character because there was so many colors all over. Yep. Yeah. It's hard sometimes um, to, to keep track of what's going on. There's also a, there's also a motion blur setting for the background that you can turn on and off for the background. Um, Yeah. Huh? Um, So that would be okay. I, I don't like motion blur, you guys. I think it's bad. I'm undecided. I have it on in Fallen Order. I feel like when I it, that it gets used to an extent, at least in a lot of video games that I've played, to like hide the fact that like this is kind of bad looking over here. So we're just going to make it. Oh, you jump past it, motion blur, and like. Don't look over there. It looks like garbage. <laughs> I don't think yeah, that's the case so, in Ori here, but... No, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. I think in this, it helps 
Um, cause when you, when you have access to the full move set, you can really move pretty quickly through some of these areas. And I think it helps just lend a sense of movement and speed to have it blur just a little bit. So I have two opinions <laughs> and neither one answers your question, JJ, <laughs> about whether it's good or bad or what they use it for. I've noticed in the only game that I've noticed recently that has it, which is Fallen Order, that at sometimes it's cool because it makes you feel like you're moving super fast when you do mm-hmm. like Jedi sprint and and jump and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but at other times, I feel like it's in there so that you can not notice the loads that are happening or mm-hmm. the hitching. Yeah. Right. So that's my my dislike of it because at least when I've seen it frequently, it's been to like, ooh, look at you fast doing this fast ninja run. Meanwhile, there's some loading going on and the screen is like, oh, I'm gonna miss a couple frames here, but it was blurry, so it's okay. Yeah, and I'm unconvinced that even with it on, you're doing any help. I'm still having a lot of hitching issues with that game, and I wonder if turning stuff off like that might start to help because. When I load into the game, I have to like sit, spend time for the first minute or two spinning around, moving, spinning around again with the camera, trying to get it to like get rid of the hitches. Otherwise, I just can't win fights. Hmm. So I don't know what that's about. I certainly have never experienced that. Uh, it's in any a of the multifaceted issue that I have found links to now. Thank you to, for the email. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is a. Uh, I feel that at least if it's off and I'm seeing the hitching, I understand. It's like, oh, like, look, the frames aren't coming in right. It's tearing. There's stuff going on here. With the blur, they kind of hide it a little bit. And then I'm less sure if it's the motion blur coming on and off or if it's the game, like, missing frames and the performance is bad. As like, mm-hmm. I, if the performance is bad, there are things I can adjust to fix it, right? Right. And in some games, they don't let you turn the motion blur off, which then just annoys me because now I don't know if the performance is bad sometimes. Sure. No, oh, that's my that's the direction I come at it from, but I don't. You know, you know, it's not if, always the problem, right? If you're a game developer or you're a fan of motion blur or you know more about it than us, you could always email us at podcastwewerregamers.com. Yeah, I would be curious to hear. Tell us why motion blur and or why not? Blur. Or why not? Yeah, please. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds that sounds <laughs> rad. <laughs> Yeah, um, so I'm excited to to finish it up. Uh, at this rate, I will probably have finished it by next week. Yeah, one would guess, uh, especially if you're told to go home at some point soon. Yeah. Not that you wouldn't be working from home, but, you know, when you work from home, you probably find yourself with a little more time than you would at work, right? Yeah, don't have to commute, get that time back. Bang. Mm-hmm. Lunch break. Yep. 15 minute smoke breaks, video game breaks. (laughs) (laughs) For saying, uh, well, yeah, JJ, have you, did you, you, I know you played more of the lions. Yeah. Uh, I saw that on the phone. I I have a phone version of that and, uh, I was on an airplane, so Although the flight was not long, uh, it isn't long enough for me to turn on the uh, ye old Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions, and I've had a save that I've been going through for probably four years or something. <laughs> uh, I'm amazed you remember where you are. 
bro i've played that game so many times i don't <laughs> don't need Somebody to remember could just I, drop you in the middle and you'd know yeah i know which classes are broken and which ones aren't it'll take me a little while if you drop me in completely unknown but like i know that i know which classes are broken so i was probably building towards one of them and you just got to look at your main character and be like okay i got this and not this and then get back to it um yeah so i i, I played a little bit of that uh on the plane uh but what I was really chomping at the bit to get back and play, uh, which I didn't really get a chance to do yet, but I probably will do later this week, is Trails from Zero. Okay. Yeah, in the Trails original Japanese. Trails as in the Trails games that we consistently talk about this podcast every two months or so. Well, I feel like we're talking about Trails every two months, which is fine. It's a good thing. Certain. That's certainly wrong because they haven't put one out in quite a while. I know, but, but between between you playing them and then Michael playing them and then you playing another one and then Michael playing another one, you know, and what then I mean? Michael stopping because he was waiting for more of them to come out. Yeah, Michael, did and then do that. now two of them coming out within a month. You can defend yourself at any time, Michael. No, no, that's fine. I, I paused. I need to go back. Really, really, Andy, we were just giving you enough of a break to come up with more words to throw into the title every time you bring the game up. Yeah, because I will now read the full title here. The Legend of Heroes colon Trails from Zero. Which is a really long title. Well, why did where did the Legend of Heroes come from? It's always been there. No, that's because the, we've always said trails of cold steel, fire in the sky, seventeen. Yeah, because we've been leaving off the legend of heroes. You guys part. have been leaving stuff off in my title <laughs> sequence. Yep. Yeah, you have been leaving it yourself off. I, but yes, I was misinformed in this entire scenario. They tried to shorten it to throw me off. So the legend, the legend of heroes, is the overarching saga that zero, all of these fall under. Is zero actually a sky game okay. or a steel? Hold on. Actually, even the legend of heroes goes back so far back to like the NES level era games. Ninety two, I want to yeah. say. Yeah, and those games are not all connected to the trails games. Those games are connected to the trails games. Are not. Oh, are not. Okay. Trails of the Sky Cold Zero. Trails in the Sky is the first set of games. There are three of them. The second set of games are called Trails from Zero, uh, and now the second one is would in theory be called something like Trails to Azure or From Azure, depending on how you want to translate it, I guess. Anyway, th this game, Trails from Zero, has not been released in English. Where does this and fit in the games that you guys have played that are all connected? This one right is in between right in the, the middle. Trilogies. Or, right. Sorry, trilogy and quad. Yeah. Quadrology? Yeah. Sure. So th there's three games, and then there's a two-game set, and then there's a four-game set. And the four-game set is not available... Uh, the four game set, the first two are available, and okay. the third one is coming out at the end of the month. That's the Sky. That is Trails of Cold Steel. That's Sky. The Steel. All three are available right now. Sky is cold. Okay, got it. Do I you? hope everyone else. Is nope, doesn't. I don't. I really don't have. <laughs> it's really straightforward. <laughs> Andrew is making it sound complicated. It's not hard. 
but these are all it's an all all of these are an RPG series uh, written by Falcom is the company. And this particular game, Trails from Zero, uh, has was not localized uh, in English. However, this weekend, a fan translation released their uh, their work on it. And they didn't just translate the game and like let you apply a patch to put it in English. They did the whole, like almost a full localization process. So it comes with an installer. It will install the Japanese version of the game for you because you can't read Japanese in the installer. Do you have how do you get it, the Japanese? It changes version the of option. It? it changes the option menu. It adds a whole bunch of like PC options for upscaling and anti-aliasing and controller support and integrates with Steam if you want it to, or GOG Galaxy, and has art to let you put it in so it looks like a normal Steam game. Gosh, I really hope this is some college student that's bucking for a job. Uh, this is a group of people, uh, a large group of people, who've been working on it for several years, so I this don't know how long. This is a large fan base. Uh, people that like this series are extremely passionate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, especially when they don't get games in that series i mean if you that, really could memorize are, these names and get them right and know where they fit in the order you're kind of you're a good fan i think uh yeah, i mean how many marvel movies are there and what order do they go in andrew there's way more than these 14 i'm wrong there's more than 14 i think 23 there's, there's probably even more than that because we probably missed some my oh, point is i could put that, them all in order no, I, I believe can't. you. I really actually can't. I don't think I can. I would get them <laughs> I wrong. Could, I have no I idea where Iron close. Man 3 goes. Yeah, same. It has to uh, go before... I don't know. Avengers 2? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. But... And then also, I don't know where, like, Ant-Man 1 yeah, goes. Yeah, where does Ant-Man 1 fit in? Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, uh, so this game takes your legally purchased copy of the Japanese game, which has a PC port from the company for Japan. It's just not in English. And it will install it in English on your Windows PC and then add all the English files and all these updates and stuff. But how did uh, you defeat the region code on your DVD player? Uh, well, so you could do that if you have a DVD <laughs> copy of the game. Uh, or you can or download it download. from a Japanese site. Uh, now, they won't let you use your English credit card, but you can buy store credit and then use that. Yeah, you can do that. That works. Okay. Just, so you, it, they won't let you use your English credit card to straight buy the game, but you can buy credit on their store with that. And then you can buy the game. It's very confusing why they make you do it that way, but whatever. <laughs> it's really weird. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I wonder. So you did this. I did do this. Okay, and your credit card was not declined? Uh, no, no. Mine was, was declined not. from that wonderful 101 thing. So, I have done things like this in the past. Oh, maybe you're already marked for... So, marked I have for, backed uh, some Kickstarters that have been in Great British type money. <laughs> great uh, great British have, monies. <laughs> uh, I've used a couple other online stores that were in the EU... Okay. Uh, I don't know if I've done a Japanese one before. So what we're saying is JJ's card is extremely susceptible if you get the numbers to <laughs> getting the charges go through. It's not. I monitor it religiously. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I will say it was not like once I had the game downloaded, um, 
everything worked quite well. There there was one hitch in installing it and that it failed with some kind of error code. Uh, and then I looked up online and the error code is install success restart required. <laughs> oh. Well then. Uh, so I restarted and then uh, re-ran the installer and everything was fine. So did they... Did they, the fan translation, does it patch the Japanese installer or does it run itself and then call the installer? So it uh, is installing the game for you. Okay. So you point it at the files. Uh, it, there's And it has a lot of like surprising amount of variability, right? So you can point it at your already installed Japanese copy if you were able to figure out the Japanese installer. Mm-hmm. Or you ripped the installed version off the DVD or something. Uh, you can point it at your uninstalled copy of like just these two unpackable files and be like, here, you figure it out and it will do that for you. Or you can point it at the game that is already like installed on your computer and ready to run. And because you have read Japanese and have played it before or something, I guess, I don't know why you would have that version. Um, and then it will patch the required files and stuff to make it work. That's cool that it, it will basically handle anything you throw at it. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the th- there's a guide on their website about uh, how to get it to, you know, how to make the installer work and stuff. Now, how old is this release from Falcom for the PC? Is this like a, a game that's getting patched regularly that you're going to have to... Absolutely pick? not, no. Okay, okay. Not recent this game, enough. Once it's on, you're no. good. This game came out... Uh, when the PSP was still a thing, because this game came out first on the PSP. Mm. Uh, and that was the original release. And there was a PC release like a couple years after that Japanese PC release. Uh, and then it has never come out in English. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, it is super cool that they did this. Uh, the like half an hour or whatever I've played of the intro, uh, it really feels like the same kind of quality I got from those uh, Trails in the Sky games. Uh, the first, the first three of those, uh, which are uh, were professionally translated by a company named Xseed, uh, this really feels like that. Not only is the the style of the game similar looking to those, it also like the writing and stuff feels like that. All the menus look very reminiscent of that. The combat system from like the one battle I've been in kind of looks like that. Can you shout out where people would find this fan translation so that they don't get something that would be not legit? Because this is like a thing that maybe we should support. You know what I mean? Sure. So the, the fan translators group is called the Geofront. uh, And I believe their website is geofront.com. Exterior.net, uh, and that's like G E O F R O N T dot E S T E R I O R dot net. Yeah, see, that sounds like a go here to get a virus.net. Nope, it's totally legitimate. Yeah, uh, their website has been it, hammered yeah. by cloud or has been hammered by uh, DDoS and the hug of death in the last couple days, but why? Because 80 million people want this game and Mm -hmm. you have to download a 500 megabyte file from them for the installer. So 500 megabytes. That's pretty good, actually. How are you going to up-res up-res all these movies to 1080p when they came in original PSP resolution? I was just about to say, (laughs) and for like new menus and upscaling and all that sort of stuff, that's Mm -hmm. pretty good. Yeah. That's 
pretty good. So yeah, it's super cool. Um, I am super excited to dig more into it and kind of see where the story goes here. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's cool that they put hooks in there that if you add it as a non steam game, quote unquote, to your library, uh, you can add the background art and the images so that it doesn't look like just some empty box in your, your library, but also it will support like whatever controllers steam uses. So they have hooks in there if you want to play it with your DualShock 4 or your Nintendo Switch Pro Controller or whatever you want through Steam. Those hooks will work in the game, and the buttons will adjust appropriately. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, way to go. Okay, so, so, super cool. So they're already on the hook for the next one, right? Well, so they want to take some time off. <laughs> I bet they do. <laughs> After their been years... For years, right? Years. Yeah, yeah. Multiple years. Yeah. Uh, they're years-long projects, so I imagine that they will take uh, some amount of time off. And whether they will move on to the next one or not is unknown. There is a, a I want to say serviceable, but like, okay, maybe, fan translation of the next game. The trails from Azure or to Azure or whatever. And now you have to be specific if you want me to try. No, because I I don't know what the English title is because it's never released in English. Oh man, There's no chance. It's it's, it's Ao no Kiseki. <laughs> that's what it's called in <laughs> that's, Japanese. That's way shorter. Yeah. What happened to the well, Legend of you're Heroes? You're welcome. Trails. Oh, that from- part. The Legend of Heroes part is in there, but I don't know what that part is in Japanese. Ao no Kiseki. Easy. Let's just do it in Japanese so, from now on. Anyway, that one uh, has never been translated to English, and there's like a kind of okay translation, but it doesn't have all the sweet quality of life stuff that this one has, so I don't know that I would play it. The bigger problem is that near the end of March, Trails of Cold Steel 3 comes out on PC. I think it's in a week. No, Michael, Jesus, I don't have it. I can't finish this in a week. <laughs> Well, you, yeah, it's a week from it's a week from recording. So five days from when you're listening to this, dear listeners. Well, that won't happen. JJ, JJ will be losing his mind trying to finish one game to play another one. Nah, don't, I won't be doing that. Don't. I will be buying stuck that. At home but I will yet. not be playing it. I will be buying it, but I will not be playing it. There's so, no time for that. So, okay, I really, I gotta know. So the middle two games. Yes. How essential really are they for bridging the gap for those other? From three, the three, the trilogy to so quadrology. So here's the thing about this series, right? We talked about this a little bit before. These two middle games happen concurrently in time with the first two Cold Steel games. Uh-huh. And the some of the characters and events that happen in them happen in, I mean, because they happen concurrently, happen in both games. And you'll see them wander back and forth between the two games. So this is, this is like reading those last couple uh, Game of Thrones books, it, Song of Ice and Fire books. Uh, in that, like, yeah, they split some stuff up, right? Right. Except this would be like if only playing the Cold Steel ones would be like reading half of a book and not seeing the other half, hearing about events and not knowing why or what was going on there, and then people showing up later and not knowing who they are. Right. Yeah. So it would be like. It would be like reading one of the those two split books. It would be like reading one of them, but not the other. Then why are they skipping these games? So it it you it is not essential for you to know what happens in these two games 
to enjoy what happens in those Cold Steel games. But you will enjoy them much more if you do, right? I see. Like, these, this story is self-contained, apparently, within to these two games. Whereas the Cold Steel one then continues off and does more afterwards, apparently. I don't know, because I haven't played 3 and 4 is not out yet. Is 4 not out in Japan yet, or is it just not out uh, in English? I think 4, like, just came out in Japan okay, or something. So there's no games beyond the so, quadrology. Yeah. Last year. Right. Yeah, the, the fourth game is the last one released. Thus that explains far. more too, because the those games would be newer and possibly easier to localize. Unclear if it's e- they're easier to localize or not, <laughs> but they're definitely newer. And for people who have an issue with the way these older games look, which is definitely a thing, like these are kind of like they have a style. I'll say. Uh, the newer games are like fully 3D RPGs where you wander around and fight battles and stuff. Not at all like these uh, these older ones. Yeah, the older the older ones, at least uh, Trails in the Sky, are kind of like Secret of Mana style. Yeah, and, and this uh, Trails from Zero definitely follows in that vein. I haven't seen uh, the, uh, the Azure yet, but um, I assume that it's similar. Cool. That was also a PSP game, so. Azure. Yep. What I've already forgotten the Japanese name that was easier. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to become a fan of the series to find out. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm super excited to play that, and these, it's so cool that they did this. It, it is, like, very true, from everything I've seen, it is truly, like, almost professional level quality. Like, all the... They did. Like, they they've posted about how much work it was over the years and all the stuff that they've done, and they're talking about like we have we checking constantly against the wiki, like what are all the terms that are being used here, mm. and like uh, when the company itself's script is inconsistent, they went back to the lore to try to figure out what they meant and which like what the company said was wrong and inconsistent with its own lore and they tried to rectify it in places. Gosh, do these games have so much lore? They have so much lore. The world building is is incredible. It's like if uh, Lord of the Rings had been written in Old English. Right, yes. And so it's like you're translating from one language to the other and then you're like, oh, this is a reference to this other thing like three games ago. Oh, but they used the wrong name. In that game, it was translated like this. So we need to translate it the same way over here so that everyone understands this reference. <laughs> it's There's so much of that. It might, uh, it might be too much. I, I don't know if I can take it. It is so cool to see this like interconnected series of games that have been stretched across like four platforms at this point. And because more like the same characters than won't. other games maybe that have stretched that far. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's so cool to see the same character like wander in and out, you know, and just like, "Oh, hey, I know that guy." Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, "Oh, I remember we went on this adventure over here and then he's talking about doing other stuff, you know." JJ, now you oh. know why people get so excited when they see Roxas. Do <laughs> I? <laughs> is that why? Is that the same thing? Okay, you're right. You're right. Zen Is it? Zine, I don't know. Zena Hart. I don't know the names. Zayanort? Yeah, there you go. That one. I know getting. I know it's Nort because you get Norted in that game, right? Isn't that the thing? People get Norted. I thought you just get Norted because that was the thing. Is it Norted or Norted? No, I think it's like because his name is Zayanort. And so when you get Norted, it's like he gets you. Isn't that what that means? 
you get got. Yeah. I'm sure I have those in a box to play. Okay. Hey, they should release <laughs> those on PC. Why don't they do that? They should yep. do that. Still still waiting. You're man. You say that, you're gonna say that, but I got um Horizon Zero Dawn. Is Disney involved in Horizon Zero Dawn? Is it uh, Mickey probably, in that game? Given given what Disney's involved is in it, these is days. Mickey gonna, in that I'm game? That. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Not that I know of. Uh, yeah. No. Not gonna happen. If they can't get him into Smash, it's over. They're not going to put Mickey in Smash. <laughs> okay, Sora was the big thing everybody wanted in Smash. They didn't get him either. <laughs> yeah. I think Mickey almost might have a better chance at Smash. No, because Disney doesn't want Mickey fighting all the time, right? Okay. So I mean, Mickey has, pla- Mickey has platforming yeah, goofies. Goofy. Goofy for Smash. <laughs> He could do a thing where he like summons Pluto to attack you. He just yells gorsh all the time. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of he this. gets he gets an assist from Max. Yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. His Pete. final smash is just him yelling gorsh and charging off the side of the thing. No, he's got to keep the, He's got to do the he's got to do the dance <laughs> from the goofy movie. Yeah. yeah, there you go. And then yeah. everyone just turns their head in shame and walks off the edge. Of the- <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, I had some time. This is a longer. This is okay. Hold on. Before things fell apart here, uh, I used a little bit of free time to go to a hockey game. That's cool. Yeah. This is related to video games, and it's not related to a hockey video game. Okay. Blades of Steel, still the undisputed champion. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. I like what you're going with there. Maybe. No, you don't like Blades of Steel? Blades of Steel. Are Are you thinking of Blades of Glory? No, I'm thinking of Blades of Steel, the NES game. Oh, you? Oh, I thought, okay, sorry. Blades of Glory is the movie. I don't know anything about a movie. I'm talking about... You said it wasn't related to video games, and I was like, oh, that's because Blades of Steel is still the best one. Okay. Hold... Oh, God. Anyway, Uh, your story about This is already hard enough to get the explanation (laughs) out, because it's just a gigantic rabbit hole that I ended up going down, and I wanted to... I discovered some things, you guys, that exist in the universe... That I didn't know existed, and that I want you to f- love might be the right word, or also be agape at, like me. Uh, I went to this hockey game back to the, and they played a piece of heavy metal music that I had never heard before, which is not uncommon. That sounds on brand. Yeah, for hockey. You know, hockey's gone up and down with the metal. Um, I remember when the Ducks were owned by Disney, there was none. Then uh, when they were not owned by Disney, there was a lot. Uh, Sometime over the last 10 years of hockey, it has gone from metal to a lot of pop back to about half metal and the rest pop, you know? 
It's kind of mm-hmm. like settling in maybe on Pen- what the fan Pendula. base is uh, currently. I couldn't place why I that particular song caught my ear in the middle of the hockey game. Because if I hadn't heard it before or whatever, it wouldn't have been... It would have been just fine. It was like not particularly notable piece of music, I guess, but it's something that sounded really familiar. I couldn't figure out why. Uh, and it bothered me enough that the next day I had to go down a rabbit hole of trying to figure out what the song was because I didn't do it at the time and then try to figure out why it was familiar. Oh, this is why you need that phone thing that just I, like tells you what song. I totally have there. the phone thing. Could have used it. Didn't think about it at the time. Middle of a hockey game. Yeah. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was. You were doing a thing. Yeah, it was a close game. It was exciting. People were scoring. There, I was not there alone, so I was talking to people. But in the back yeah, yeah. of my head, there was this thing. Right. Uh, hmm, I'm trying to figure out what order to do this in here. I'm giving you the stuff that I heard. Let's do this one first. Music links for the pod in the chat. Here we go. So uh, I'm going to link you the song at the time. This is the exact music and noise that caught my ear at the thing. I didn't just this exact moment, right? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Send us the link. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if you want to hit play on the same thing or just go for it. Oh, I know what this is. You've heard this. Before. Where have you heard that before? The internet. Oh, when did you hear this on the internet before? I don't know. Okay. So. I, I'm going to let you tell this story because this is good. I know now knowing what you have discovered here. Oh, you know you know where this is headed, huh? I think you, I do. You know you the, how me. this You know how this is related to games? Nope, but you're going to keep going and I'm going to find out. I'm excited. Oh, interesting. Okay. This so, is a cool take sound. Take us down the rabbit hole with you. Okay, so this band that I have now linked to them, I'm going to play a 20 or 5 second clip of it doing this song. All right. Now everybody can hear it on the podcast. There we go. This is really disorganized, but it's about how my brain worked finding this. So do, <laughs> so do are we going to go into what that sound is so and that, why it sounds cool? Why don't, yes, you tell them, JJ, because you know what so it is. This is Mongolian throat singing. Yeah. 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 It's rad. It is. Yeah. It's, it, some, it's some cool stuff. It is something I knew existed already. I have heard people Mongolian throat sing before. Uh, yeah, so I I at one point wandered down this YouTube rabbit hole, but just for the songs, like the Mongolian throat singing stuff, I don't know how this gets into games later. Okay, so this band that I've linked to is called The Who, short for Hunan, which is human, uh, and they do Mongolian throat singing to metal. Awesome. Uh, yes, so like this song I've linked to is called Wolf Totem, and they played that segment of it, that throat singing part. And some there's one piece that lines up and it's throat singing straight into like metal, and they use uh they use some traditional Mongolian instruments as well. Like you can see a guy playing a three string. It looks like a guitar. It's called a topshur. Anyway, these guys are really cool. I went down the rabbit hole on figuring out who they were, uh, and and they sounded so familiar to me, and I could not figure out why. 
Anyway, these dudes are super popular, by the way. Uh, I did not know they were super popular at the time. They're super popular because they brought Mongolian music out, but they also caught the attention of one EA Games. Oh, I know them. Yeah. Uh, and another company called Respawn. Why don't you go ahead? We can hit play on this one once you guys click it in what three two one sure this is the opening to Jedi Fallen Order just give it a few seconds here okay Okay. See where this is going, don't you? Yep. Oh, now I, now I do. Yeah, there it is. So it turns out the beginning of this game, uh, Cal, the main character here, is listening to his headphones. You see him take them off here in a second. And there goes the music. It goes away right here. <laughs> I don't want to upset your rhythm. Okay, so you just okay. pause that. Uh, so he takes his headphones off and it goes away, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, I did not pick up on that. That that was the 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 that is the Who, by the way. Oh yeah, it's the same band. That's, That's rad. That is the same band playing that song. I still didn't remember it or figure out that it was them. I found this song, right? This other song, this Wolf Totem song that they had played at the hockey game, and didn't really connect that they were connected until later on in uh Jedi Fallen Order when uh Cal apropos of being very Cal Kestis who you who you come to realize uh is kind of just uses his affable nature to get through some pretty horrific events. He uh to set this up is kidnapped at one point and finds himself in a fight pit I don't know if you get what I mean by that, but uh, kind of like old Roman gladiatorial combat. Yeah. Combat arena. We got it. Yeah. Combat arena. And uh, I put this at the moment that Cal... Don't hit play yet. Just wait a second. I put this at a moment that Cal... You escape from this thing and you accidentally fall into the fight pit. And this music picks up around you. And in his affable way, Cal says, oh, I recognize this band. And this is when it all clicked for me. So go ahead and hit <laughs> play on that one. Okay. You fall into the fight pit when the violin solo starts. The music kicks on into metal. And then you have to do a three and a half, four minute fight to this song. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Good tie-in. That's a pretty good tie-in. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is a weird rabbit hole. So anyway, I guess... Oh, that's cool. I I love this stuff. Stuff like this is so fun. Like, just finding, like, a whole genre of music you'd never heard of before. And by the way, there are more bands than just this band, The Who. And there are, like, 
a lot of this song, this type of singing. <laughs> yes. It's kind of meditative, I feel like, maybe because I can't understand what they're saying. Yeah. So I believe they use their song Black Thunder for the Jedi Fallen Order game. Uh, and I didn't connect until I really had to listen to them during this fight sequence. I was like, this sounds exactly like that other band, you know, and, uh, and I put it all together there and man, that is a fun fight sequence and really their songs here kind of really sell that moment. It would be kind of boring if it was just, I don't know, orchestral music or something. But that call back to the beginning of the game and for me being like, that's why I recognize these people. (laughs) I finally remember now because Cal reminds me later on that I had heard them before at the beginning of this game. It was a weird sequence of events. It definitely has like a very, especially because it's like sort of metal-ish or metal adjacent, I guess. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, they play metal at some points in, in these songs, but like the, it definitely has like a little it's a bit more motivating than just your standard like you know the, it feels more actiony than like a you know really swelling orchestral score or something. something that's scored yeah well and, yeah. and the fight depending on how you well you do in this Jedi Fallen Order fight just keeps going so uh, you know at first you're just fighting one big bad dude and like a couple of uh a couple of little dudes and then JJ, as you know, like then you start to fight bosses that are kind of like no longer bosses, but are still pretty hard. Got to escalate, man. Yeah. yeah. It escalates into like, I'm fighting three things that used to be a boss all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you have to kind of wait to get to this final moment where you get rescued out of the pit. So uh, the, the better you do, the harder it gets, you know? And uh, that's the, cool. The music, the, that music doesn't really, that type of music doesn't let up for the, like the, uh, oh, things are going to get better moment. It's just like, oh my God, I'm, I'm getting exhausted here. I can't, it's a souls game. I, I'm really tired after this fight. I need a break. Oh man. All right. Uh, we should probably wrap it up there. Yeah. Maybe. I, do we want to do like five or 10 minutes on the sports. Do we have the sports? Most of the sports are canceled. There's still sports news, kind of. If you guys want to talk about NFL stuff, maybe we do it after the outro here. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. We got five minutes for sure. All right. But first, uh, if you uh, had heard of the who before I did, or knew that they were in Fallen Order, unlike me. Or you had the same moment that I did. Where would that go? I'm going to make that pause I, longer every time. It's really <laughs> awkward. Uh, <laughs> uh, you could send that to podcast at wewergamers.com. That's an email address, and we read it, and we will happily uh, read your email and maybe talk about it on the show. We also, uh, you can contact us at our YouTube channel, which is uh, search for We Were Gamers on there, and hit that subscribe. It really does help us out and uh, and watch those and listen to those videos on there because they are uh, great curated podcasts in playlist form there from Andrew. Uh, we are also, this podcast is available on basically everywhere you can get, uh, get podcasts these days. It's your Spotify, your Stitcher, your Apple, your Google, your 
fine podcast distribution platforms and our own website, wewergamers.com. Can I say two things on the outro here? Yeah. If you, uh, first of all, everyone be safe, wash your hands. Yeah, do that, please. Uh, and if you, like us, are going to get sequestered in your home due to uh, frail older parents that have health conditions or your work sends you home, etc., and you find yourselves with a little extra time and you watch that Picard show, mm. we have talked about that show. And we would love to join in conversation with you about it to pass the time. There's things to talk about in that show. So listen to those episodes and then email us. Because me personally, I want to know what you think. It's getting interesting. It is getting interesting. Okay. Uh, post Post NFL. So there were a bunch of trades that happened today. I saw the Bills paid nine million and a half picks to get a receiver. <laughs> Stephon Diggs has uh, my moved kingdom, to Buffalo Bills. My kingdom for a receiver. I mean, hey, Josh Allen seems good. Josh Allen, yeah, Josh Allen is very good. A ball very far. And if Stephon Diggs could run far and catch it, that might be good. So in general, I think the plan is Josh. Throw it over the defense. Chuck it. <laughs> Stefan will Let be Stephon there. Stefan do the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. That was uh, a lot of picks. It was like a first rounder, uh, like a fifth rounder, a seventh rounder, a tenth rounder. I didn't I, see the whole total. I knew, I knew there was a fir- like a first in there. I'll find and it while you're like, talking about the other ones. So uh, there were two other ones today. Uh the one that the we'll start with the one that's just really <laughs> wow yeah uh, <laughs> yeah let's do it the Cardinals Arizona Cardinals are receiving DeAndre Hopkins and a late round pick and are giving up David Johnson and a second round who's, what who are, who's the who's the who's, who's the, the lead Texas commissioner that's that? supposed to be that's supposed to be flagging this well it's it's, it's David Johnson now apparently no but who was there before. Uh, they had uh, Duke Johnson and so no one like Carlos Hyde maybe. Okay, no, he's not on that team Look, anymore. Hold on, David Johnson used to be good. He was good yeah, three like seasons four years ago. Yeah. So and he hasn't played think... a full season since. Okay. Or actually, maybe did he play most of last year? I don't know because Arizona was. Uh, he was out for the first few games and then came. But Arizona has had such a weak offensive line in the last couple of years that it hasn't mattered that much. Stephon Diggs compensation. First rounder, fifth rounder, sixth rounder, fourth rounder, seventh rounder. Those are in like different years then, I guess. But that's only crazy. split between two years. That's crazy. Wow. That's one, crazy. Two, three, six four, picks. Five picks over two years. Five picks. For Stephon Diggs. I mean, Stephon Diggs is good, but man. <laughs> Jeepers, creepers. Uh, but let's talk about the Texans here. What are they doing? <laughs> I don't. I trade for David Johnson, who is probably still not bad. Like, he's probably oh, all right, but he's got. But you trade a Hall you know, of Fame receiver. Right. You're trading a Hall of Fame receiver to Arizona, and you're only getting a second. <laughs> 
And you're giving up a Hall of Fame receiver and some picks. A pick, I think. Why would you do this? Also, David Johnson is owed like a pretty big salary at this point because he's now uh, famous. Was DeAndre Hopkins' salary crazy, maybe? Maybe. Free up the cap. But who is now Deshaun Watson? Who's going to catch the ball? Is it going to be Will Fuller who can't stay healthy? Hmm. No. I bet you Will Hmm. Fuller does not finish the season and is done with that team after that. Yes. Yes, I believe you. Uh, So that's kind of crazy. I was really surprised by that one. Okay. Uh, Third one. uh, Amari Cooper re-signed with the Cowboys for five years and $100 million. (laughs) Whoa. Wow. So that one I missed. That's not the one that I saw. I thought... There was like a defensive no uh the Broncos oh, there are a signed bunch an of, offensive lineman for like twenty six million. There was some there was quite a few defensive deals. Uh I noted that one because it was huge and I was like, why whoa, I didn't think Amari Cooper was that good. Mm-hmm. I saw some pretty big franchise tags out there today. Yeah, a bunch of those coming through. Um, yeah, Dak. Yeah, Dak yeah, was the da- big one. Da- After Dak I was, was the big one. Dak's an even bigger one having heard that Amari Cooper got signed the same day. A hundred million dollars, you guys. Why? Why? Uh, I think Jimmy Graham got traded to the Bears. Yeah, for for nine million. And the Bears traded for a defensive player too. I think. I Oof. am at a loss. I don't know. There's not even. Gonna I really be just want to know. Season, so. Yeah, that's very possible. <laughs> I, I also just really want to know what the Texans think is happening in this game. <laughs> I don't know unless they unless they have some major plans for receivers in the draft and they're they're building towards the future. But then why why pick up David Johnson? Do they really have their eye on someone in the second round? (laughs) Well, what's their what's their first round pick situation? I don't even know. It's just man. What are they doing? That that trade is just so like that trade right there is one of those that if it came across in your fantasy league, you would veto it. (laughs) Right, it's like oh, some picks and David Johnson for Andre or DeAndre Hopkins and the pick, like a, so. What a if bad what pick? if it went through? Everyone would be like, no, Hopkins for for Johnson. No, Mm-mm. that's terrible. Based on how Johnson has performed the last couple of years, there's no way I would do that. I'd let it go through in the off season. So your situation is a little different, right? You're talking about like a dynasty type situation. Yeah, if it I'm was like about, a, I'm talking about redraft. Really, yeah, and a redraft is pretty. I don't know. It's very lopsided. If, if David Johnson last has been year, awful. It would be pretty lopsided. If in any time in the last two years, it'd be awful since he's know. been on Arizona. Like I'm not. Yeah. A, I guess I wouldn't say veto. Uh, no, not since he's been in Arizona because his first season in Arizona was he was he was running all over everybody. Oh yeah, he lit him up like gangbusters, yeah. dude. And then. And then they switched coaches, and it was like he they forgot who he was. And then, yeah, he didn't play, basically. Yeah. Or he just got yeah, stuck in the line. They cha- well, they changed scheme, and rather than getting him in space, they just tried to run him up the middle. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not yeah not, not how it works. All right. I, I, just, I had a, some of those were so crazy to me. I just don't. They're crazy. Can I keep you on the line for another minute? Yeah, what's up? So uh, it took me three and a half hours to find the who. And that song that I had heard at the hockey game. Okay. Along the way, I ran into a bajillion metal songs. 
because I had mm-hmm. to like try and piece together, uh, you know, who it could have been and sourcing like the sounds that I heard versus actual lyrics. Cause there were no lyrics obviously that I could understand yeah. since it was a mm-hmm, Mongolian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ran across this thing being, uh, existence and I think you should just, uh, blind click it without reading what it is because I want you to experience it. Oh, I knew about this too. Oh, damn it. I've never watched any of these. You should just watch it. This is a lot. This is a lot. Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on here. So this is called Kawaii Metal. It's very the, Japanese. The girl in the middle is the singer, and the other two just dance as far as I understand. Well, I think they sing a little bit, maybe. You might have to jump forward to like a minute for them to start singing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm at like a minute 20 and they started singing. Yeah, so I've heard of this particular band before. You've heard of baby metal before? Yes. Give me chocolate, man. Uh, it's, uh... It sounds like metal on... It sounds like J-pop on top of metal, which I is so discordant to my ears <laughs> that I don't know if I can handle it. I... That's something... <laughs> Because it's so discordant, it's kind of uh, enthralling. I don't. I don't want to say it's good, but it's like you know, like Odysseus and the Siren kind of thing. You're like, <laughs> I have to kind of hear more of this because I can't believe it exists. 